It's Monday. I'm gonna tell y'all why I'm barking. I'm gonna tell y'all why I'm barking. Oh, yeah, I know why you're barking. It's Monday, the Monday edition of the Locked On Texas podcast. Of course, we we are going to review the 2022 NFL Draft for the Houston Texans. We'll dive into that and give our own local props to General Manager Nick Casario and his scouting team. But first, Cody, just like every other Monday show, start the countdown. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Monday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman, joined by Sports Illustrated own Cody Montel Davis. I'm giving a full <laughs> government name out there. It's really, Cody Monday, Davis, because Throughout the weekend, <laughs> Cody's been working. I've been working. I was out there with the fans. Cody was at the NRG Stadium just kind of putting together and getting the sense and feel of the energy around the Houston Texans. The Saturday completed their 2022 NFL draft. And I barked Cody because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't quote me on this, man. I, I, Derek Stingley. Mm-hmm. Third overall, Kenyon Green, 15th mm-hmm. overall. And then when we talked about those two players on Friday, and then Jalen Petrie out of Baylor, John Mechie out of Alabama, Ooh. Christian Harris, Alabama, <laughs> Damian Pierce out of Florida, Stanford uh, defensive lineman, Thomas Booker, Oregon State tight end, Tegan Quintor. Uh, Quintorio, Quintorio, excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then LSU offensive lineman, Austin Deckless. And again, I apologize to Tegan, the newest tight end member of the Houston Texans. Cody, mm-hmm. in the past five years. This show just five? Six, hold on, six total SEC players selected by the Houston Texans. In one draft, six. That was throughout the weekend, and I'm dark. I'm barking because the Houston Texans finally brought in who I would consider some dogs to play for this organization. I was super excited for the, like, especially the first half of the NFL draft for the Houston Texans. Uh, we're going to talk about some day two products, day two players, Cody. Uh, but just to wrap up your feeling and excitement right now, how would you describe it? Uh, looking at this Houston Texans team. Nick Casario, Lovey Smith, Pep Hamilton, the scouting department, the Houston Texans had, excuse what I'm about to say, a damn good draft. And John, you said over the last five years, you know, that basically is part of the reason why we are in this situation today. And one of the issues I think we all have problems with we all questioned whether or not the Houston Texans have football-minded guys inside the front offense 
making these decisions to whether that's through the draft, whether that's through trades, whether that's through free agency. We always questions question if the Houston Texans had the right football minded guys to execute and build this roster. That's not an issue no more. And this is probably the first time, and I've been following the Houston Texans as a reporter, as a fan, as a spectator, ever since I moved here to the city of Houston. Let's say, after, I believe it was in 2003, 2004. Started keeping up with the draft around 2006. And John, I believe this might be the second, maybe third time that we can honestly say the Houston Texans went into the draft and addressed every major need that they had you needed to upgrade your secondary you went out and got arguably the best defensive back and one of the best safeties you needed to get a wide receiver to give your quarterback a great opportunity to go out there and succeed you went out and got a guy if it wasn't for a torn acl he would have been a day one prospect you needed to upgrade your offensive line especially the interior you went out and got a guy who excels in run blocking and then <laughs> And John, I apologize because you and I on this show behind the scenes, we did a lot of back and forth arguing on when to address the running back position. You went out and got a guy who came into the draft ranked Pause. top five. Pause. <laughs> at his position. Pause. <laughs> and they got him. And you actually had an opportunity to speak with him at the senior bowl. But John, they actually addressed that need day three in the fourth round john once again and like nick casario said after we when we had an opportunity to speak with him on saturday he said look he understands the excitement he knows the the potential that all of these players have especially when you you consider the fact that this is the second year in a row we could look at we could look at nick casario on the houston texas and say you guys brought in some really good players through the draft but like he said you know you can't really put a grade on it right now because it's going to take two to three years to see how these players develop. But, John, as we sit here on April 2nd, 2022, I am just stunned by the great job that the Houston Texans did in this draft. Yeah, I, I would say we have to give it some time, right? Mm -hmm. I would say this may end up being the Texans' best draft. In history. I agree. Now, I and, agree. I, and I say that because we look at the Texans' best draft. We know that Houston has, for the most part, done a very good job in first rounds. I mean, you look at Andre Johnson. Mm -hmm. You look at J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, trading up for Deshaun Watson, whatever your feelings may be about that. Uh, Dwayne Brown. Like, they have genuinely done good between rounds one and early two. Uh, throughout their 20-year fr franchise history. But when you look at what you're able to get, Cody, in the third round, right, when you're able to go out in, in the second round, you go out and get uh, Jalen Petrie, who I can't wait to discuss uh, shortly, uh, a linebacker like Christian Harris, who I was surprised slipped to third at 75th overall. Uh, late second round, you trade up for John Mechie. Fourth round, you go out there and get Damian Pierce. And they were able to possibly do two things in this draft. You found your left guard in green. Hmm. Then you look at Austin Deckless, the offensive guard tackle out of LSU. Another big body, massive player, right? Will he play right tackle? He got some right tackle experience. 
will he play right guard? And so now I, I look at that, if I'm foreshadowing a little bit, the Houston Texans who did not pick up Titus Howard's fifth-year option, you know, they may have came out of this draft with a steal late in the sixth round by getting a future player, right, that can mm-hmm. come in and, and maybe he's not ready this year. Maybe he plays some time at guard. We'll see how preseason goes. Uh, training camp, but then maybe next year he's ready to go and play some football. So throughout the draft, you know, maybe at the fifth round, the fifth round pick, Thomas Booker, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that later, probably tomorrow. But throughout this draft, they set themselves up, I think, pretty well for the rest of the draft, for the rest of the uh, tenure with uh, uh, Nick Asirio, general manager, excuse me. So big draft, huge draft. And I think that when you look at the all 32 teams, it's kind of hard to walk away and say the Houston Texans were not a top six team coming mm-hmm. out of this NFL draft. I can't wait to see who uh, who will be the highest rookie to uh, win rookie of the year odds whenever that drops on Bet Online. I actually made some money over the weekend with the NFL draft with Bet Online. And BetOnline.net remains your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. And, John, I'm going to try to calm down. This might be one of the most exciting days I ever had here on this podcast because I'm so excited to see what the future has in store for this organization. Um, Day two of the NFL draft, the Houston Texans had an opportunity to to select safety out of Baylor, Jalen Petrie. They actually had an opportunity to trade up and get wide receiver John Mechie, and then they closed out day two with the selection of linebacker Christian Harris. John, I want to go in order, but I just have to start this second segment off talking about the selection of John Mechie. And you can let me know if you agree or not. Of course, listeners, viewers, let us know if you agree with my next statement. But I do believe that this was one of the biggest steals of the NFL draft this year. And I say that because, look, like I mentioned in the first segment, if it wasn't for an ACL tear that he sustained during the championship game in December, you're talking about a prospect in John Mechie who would have had an opportunity to be one of a handful of wide receivers to be selected in the first round. And in my opinion, he was actually the second best wide receiver on the boards after, of course, my guy that I've been rooting for here a lot on this show, Chris Olave. But, John, listeners, viewers, just take a look at the facts that remains. The Houston Texans were able to get a top-tier receiver which means they build around Davis Mills, gave him a great target to utilize in the passing game. John Mechie is coming off his collegiate career where he finished third in the SEC in receiving yards with 1,142 and fourth in receiving touchdowns with a total of eight. And I think this is the best part of the Houston Texans getting Mechie. He's staying close to six foot. His player comparison, 
is Brandon Cooks. And just like Cooks, he is a wide receiver, given his size, given his talents. You can utilize him on the outside where he's able to be physical, use his skills to win those one-on-one -on -one battles with corners. And not only that, because he is also a speedy receiver, you can utilize him in the slot. And, of course, he can use his speed to beat bigger and stronger opponents. And this is why I was actually so hell-bent on the Houston Texans keeping Brandon Cooks in that building. It's because this will give John an opportunity to actually go out and learn from one of the best receivers in the game. And look, yes, he is coming off the ACL tear, and this is the biggest gamble of the draft as well. However, after Mechie was selected by the Houston Texans, he told us reporters that it's for him, it's full go football by July. But general manager Nick Casario kind of wanted him to tone that down a little bit and said that they would not rush him back because it's not about the now, it's about the future. I love the selection of John Mechie. John, I just, I'm speechless. Like, when I, you just don't understand how much I had to contain my excitement when I saw the Houston Texans trade back into the second round and able to get a top tier receiver in this year's draft. Yeah, and here's the thing about Mitchie, right? We know his ACL injury. Uh, we know that he wants to be able to play. Nick Casario's like, hold on. And I like that you <laughs> mentioned that he gives a Brandon Cooks type of feel because. He is a QB's wide receiver. And what I mean mm -hmm. by that is he's an inside. I can do what I need to do on the inside, or I can go what I need to do on the outside, right? And so he's one of those receivers that, as a quarterback, you love. Because wherever you need him out on the field, that's where he'll be able to succeed at. He's good at almost everything. His route running ability is what I like most over his speed. He's able to create separation from the line of scrimmage. We've had, we've, in this NFL time frame, we've seen – real speedy guys that don't necessarily excel, right? But I look at Mitchell, he does have the speed, but he's so much – he's dangerous with the ability to get off that line of scrimmage and create release. And above all, he is so great at being able to find zones and holes in the defense and being able to sit there and wait for the pass to come to him, which is why, again, he is a QB's type of receiver. And you talk to Jerry Rice – the greatest wide receiver <laughs> of all time, Cody. You know, just as recent as a couple of weeks ago, not even that long, and he mentioned how important it is for these mm -hmm. very wide receivers to be able to pass the torch, right? And yes, sir. These, these young wide receivers to be able to learn. And I think when you look at what Houston was able to do at 45, trading up for Mechie, you know, he is a gamble. He is a gamble. And I, I think when I look at Mechie and Harris, I think those are two big gambles that Houston really wants for them to pay off. But, listen, he's coming into a wide receiver room where he's not expected to be the number one guy day one, like a lot of those receivers that were drafted in the first round. I personally, at 45, would have liked to see Sky more, but I can't be mad at a player like Mechie because, like I mentioned, he will be good for Davis Mills and this offense. Now, I want to go over to Jalen Petrie. Big 12, you know, I'm a Big 12 lover as bad as we are. And I'm a UT fan, right? But as bad as the Big 12 is, this young man is bad at what he does. And what I like about Petrie, 4440, a versatile, and listen to what I'm saying, guys, because I'm when I when I give you my player comparison towards the end, it may all hit. A versatile, 
a hybrid type of safety. He played linebacker the first three years at Baylor. Uh, moved to safety under coach Ron Roberts when he got there and went to, to be the D.C. for Baylor in 2020. After that move to safety, 135 total tackles, six sacks, four interceptions, two touchdowns. Both of those came in 2020. Nine pass deflections will be important on third down for that inbox, man in the box type of safety. Uh, great with man coverage on tight ends. I do think that uh, his speed, he needs to learn the game of the NFL to get that speed. If he's ever matched up on maybe like a shorter slot or a speedier receiver, but I trust him to be able to guard tight ends in man coverage can come down in the box. I think that's where he excels the most when he's around that linebacker area, being able to be used and moved around and very much like a Swiss army knife as a DB will fit right in with the Lovey Smith Tampa two zone scheme. And if you want to send somebody in early downs, first and second down from that DB spot, that is your guy. So with everything I just said, Cody, with everything, who do you hmm. think I, I believe this player comparison can be? Can I Personal get hybrid? Can move around, can do a lot of different things on that defensive side of the ball at that safety position. Can I get honey badger for two hundred? Honey badger. <laughs> And you listen, and, and, and I know I know some of you guys may think that that's overdoing it, but if you watch his tape, listen, I if he's down in that box, he's gonna be able to create some some issues for the opposing side of the offensive side of the ball. He is that good. I do think that his coverage needs to be better in man. I've said that, however. If you're lining him up on a tight end, I trust his full force speed and his cover skills in man coverage. If you're bringing him down, I trust and believe and know, and I've seen him be able to affect the game of football by going out there and attacking and hitting guys in the mouth and creating havoc, wreaking havoc for the offensive side of the ball. Like I see him take a lineman now with his shoulder and make a play for the tackle. So I think that he is a honey badger-esque type of player. And I think when you talk about, I wouldn't necessarily call him a steal because I think he was the second best safety in his draft class, but you're losing Reed and you're going mm. to Petrie. That is, if it pans out, I think that's an immediate boost of talent. And I just want the Houston Texans to do right by Petrie and put a, a great running mate next mm. to him so he won't have the issues of Reed. But in that second round at 37th overall, you guys best believe Houston got a dog. And listen, be ready. Be ready for what he can possibly bring for the Houston Texans, guys. Yeah, John, and before moving on, I do want to talk about Christian Harris really quick. Uh, you called him a gamble. I do agree with that statement. However, I think Harris will actually determine whether or not the Houston Texans are better off with these coaches that they have now, especially these Great position coaches, point. I had in their development. Miles Smith, <laughs> Miles Smith will be under the eye as a linebacker coach. Levy Smith's son, he will be yes, under sir. the eye. And I like the selection of Chris Harris, but he reminds me so much. Me and, and Brian Bearfield, big, big Sarge, we're going to have him on the show in the next couple of days. Um, We were sitting inside NRG Stadium. We was reading through his draft scouting report. And we went back and watched the tape, and John, 
This young man is Zach Cunningham 2.0. You're talking about a guy who is physical. You're talking about a guy who loved to tackle. As a matter of fact, he ended his collegiate career with a total of 220 total tackles, but he struggles in pass coverage, yeah. just like Zach Cunningham. And this is the reason why I say it's going to be very telling on whether or not these position coaches are better for the Houston Texans. Because, look, Zach Cunningham was, was here for, what, four to five seasons. He improved in – his tackling ability, he improved in, you know, stopping the run. He was pretty solid. At times, he was basically the only person the Houston Texans had at stopping the run. However, he was pretty bad in pass coverage. And when I take a look at a guy like Harris, like I just mentioned, Zach Cunningham 2.0, if he is able to improve in that aspect, John, you're talking about the Houston Texans might return to being one of, if not the best defensive team in the next couple of years. Yeah, one thing I like about Christian Harris is he does have some big game type of ability. When you go look mm -hmm. at the championship game against Georgia, seven total tackles, right? With those seven total tackles, four of them were for a loss. And he also had mm -hmm. three sacks in that game. That's on the mm. biggest stage in college football, right? And so he has big game ability. It's going to be up to Miles Smith. And you guys best believe it. He's a gamble. But this is one of those gambles where if it pays out, it's boom or bust type of thing, right? You best believe Lovey Smith is going to have his hands hugged around that young man, teaching him, getting him acclimated to what he wants to do with his scheme. I think it'll be very interesting to see where he plays, Sam, Will, Mike. We'll see how they uh, get that situated. But overall, you know, you can't necessarily be mad at that pick. Throughout the entire draft process, I always wondered whether or not Houston would address a linebacker position. I thought when they were bringing guys back like Hill and those guys, maybe it wasn't a priority. But he did get drafted in that third round. They like him. Uh, again, he was another SEC guy, back-to-back -back Bama guys. And maybe they know something that we don't know uh, that we don't. But – potentially a big game player the summer is coming the draft is over and with the summer you're going to need some food on the go bill bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations throw them in your bag in your kids backpack and just go make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for all of your summer adventures and the best part about bill bar they are healthy and delicious right no more sacrificing delicious food for health with Built Bar, you can have the best of both worlds. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means the Built Bar you can eat is healthy and you're actually going to enjoy eating it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? We are going crazy for those puffs. My mom just placed her order after she had a couple of mine, right? She loves them. The best part about Built Bar, 130 calories four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Can't beat the taste. Can't be how it's going to make you feel. So go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to check us out tomorrow as we continue our draft post-draft coverage. Now make your second listen the Locked On NFL Show. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither 
does Locked On NFL. Get insight and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts ripping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Cody, you know, with draft day comes draft stories. And did you guys hear the interesting draft story that the Houston Texans actually called Kayvon Thibodeau and told him they were taking him at third overall? However, (laughs) the Detroit – and I would suggest everybody go find this clip. The Detroit Lions turned their pick in so fast – and why wouldn't they? Because they had Aiden Hutchinson on the board. Hmm. They brought the hometown kid back home. That the Houston Texans were not able to, I guess, you know, use this smoke screen or try to create buzz or whatever. But there's a draft story out there that says the uh, Texans called Kevon Thibodeau. So hmm. that's uh, very interesting. But I, I do think it's very interesting. Like when we look at the Texans draft, you look at Stingley, he's from Louisiana. You know Texas and Louisiana, they have that brotherhood. It's a love-hate relationship, especially when it comes to food and music, right? And um, me. Don't forget me. <laughs> right? And then you have the Texas A&M offensive guard, Kenyon Green. He's from Atascacita. Jalen Petrie, he's from Stanford. Uh, Mechie, Alabama. Christian Harris, Alabama, right? They got a lot of down south, but they got a lot of local kids within the Texas and Louisiana area. Um, Nick Casario joked and said that this was the, uh, with the Texas Community College or something like that. This would be mm-hmm. their, uh, an official, another eligibility year or whatever. But, you know, I do think that there's two things, Cody. Last year I raved about Roy Lopez being drafted at the Houston Texans because that was a player, I think, with everything going on surrounding the Houston Texans, the Houston area has a large Hispanic community. And for mm-hmm. them to get a player like Roy Lopez, who I think can be damn good, I've compared him to Vita Veda, uh, Vita Veda that, that I think that's great for the for the community, right? And the Houston Texans have always been as a franchise big on community. And so now when you get these players who are from Atascacita, the Stafford area, Louisiana area, where guys and their families can come to the games and they're close. Hey, man, that's huge. To get like they're doing the small things that may people may overlook. Say, hey, I know what y'all went through. We had that cloud over your head, but we got some guys that are representing the city of Houston in so many different ways, right? This is a big gumbo pot, so many different ethnicities. We're getting everything. So when you come to the game, we want that feeling back in the NRG. Yeah, and look, and to me, and I think I said this in the first segment, that this draft, especially, you know, considering the turnover that they had in the front office, it just brings a new sense of the Houston Texans culture. And when I had an opportunity to listen to a guy like Jalen Pre-Petrie, um, faith, family, and football, those oh, three man. those three qualities are still the top three key core values for the Houston Texans. However, John and listeners, it's about time they mix their values with talent. It's no more smart, tough, and dependable. Um, well, they did get one in Booker, the, the defensive lineman from Stanford. I, I was confused about that one. I, I'm going to watch some real tape on that young man, but he's smart. I, hey, 
Yeah, smart, tough, dependable. I mean, you always got to keep those guys around. But when you take a look at this draft, they have only one other than you hearing smart, tough, and dependable in round one, two, three, four, five, six. Like, come on now. That's over with. But, John, talking about the culture and talking about the foundation that Nick Casario and the Houston Texans are building, he mentioned this. I, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. I think it was Saturday because that's when he made the joke about starting the Houston Texans Community College. He said that his goal and the Houston Texans goal are to develop these kids. And look, we're sitting here. You see how excited John and myself are about these players. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is how are these players are going to develop? And Nick Casario made a very smart point in his statement. He said that part of the reason why he is going after local kids, because it gives them an opportunity to keep them close to family. And when you are young, in the NFL, your first couple of years can be tough, whether that's on the field right. or just getting adjusted to the schedule or whatever the case might be. It's very important for these young kids in their development, whether they stay here with the Houston Texans or not, it's very important for them to actually stay around their family. So in order, so they're ha they have an opportunity to keep that foundation and keep that support. And I love that Nick Casario said that because a lot of times, you know, especially me and you and other reporters and analysts, we might see a guy who was drafted in the first, second, or third round, and you know, his career doesn't pan out like we hope. And we start talking about, oh, he's a bust, blah, 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 blah. We are only perform. We are only judging these players for their performance on the field, on the court, on the domino, whatever the case might be. We don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. Even like me and John, we're starting to develop sources. We don't really know the 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 experience and how tough it is for these guys to take that step from a, a collegiate level to the pro, and for them to stay around their family in order to get that emotional support that they need that's going to put these players and this organization in a very good spot in order for them to just continue building and thriving like we are all hoping for absolutely i agree but you know what else above all what? <laughs> <They're> dogs, baby. <laughs> Thank y'all for checking out this Monday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Texan Podcast on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Listen, guys, we got a lot of great content, creative talk, the whole nine throughout the rest mm. of the week. You're not going to uh, want to miss any minute of it. So, again, follow us on Twitter uh, at Locked On Texan. Subscribe and then follow me on Twitter. You can see it right at the bottom of the screen. Go ahead and give me a follow. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. We will hit and recap and talk about day three of the NFL draft for the yes. Houston Texans tomorrow. And then we're going to close out just playing around with uh, our total thoughts and just recapping the whole entire NFL draft in general. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> dogs. <laughs>